uh, we're, in a, we're in a series um, about Proverbs, in the book of Proverbs. And, and Proverbs, to me, is such a precious, precious and valuable book. Because in a lot of ways, if you just read through Proverbs, that, that God will give you wisdom and you'll learn how to find the right path, because we're kind of all looking, right, for the right path to go on, and, and, and Proverbs is all about that, is helping us to find the right path, and not only that, but how to stay on that right path. And what we've been talking about is a real major principle is that our, our, really our direction determines our destination. You know? And what that means is that if you want to get from point A to B, um, it involves more than just hope and good intentions and, man, I wish, I, you know, but, but really what it is is that it involves moving in that right direction. You know, I can, I can want to um, lose weight and, and get healthier all I want, but if I'm just going to eat pork rinds and just sit on the couch, you know, I'm not going to because it's the direction that I head will determine the destination um, where I'm going. And so we looked at that. That's a major principle. We also looked at how it's so important and where Proverbs really helps us, it helps us to make mid-course adjustments. You know, that we're going, and it's really easy sometimes to drift. And what Proverbs does is it gives us uh, instructions and principles and truths and, and that we look at these things, and, and, and when there's danger ahead that maybe we don't even see, what Proverbs does is helps us to see the danger and how we need to be prudent and we need to do something. You know, just seeing danger, just being concerned about something is just not good enough that we have to prepare. And then a couple of weeks ago, Max talked about how really important it was is that, that when we're at a fork in the road, we need to trust God and not just our hearts. It's so easy to just, just trust you know, our gut feeling. And how much more important it is to trust God. And that's where Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he is going to show you the, the way to go. He will make your path straight. And, and how important that is. And these are really important truths that if, that if you would begin to apply into your life, you will begin to, to, to walk on the path in which you should go, the right path, because God knows the path that you're to walk on. And when you begin to stray, then you begin to like, oh, no, yeah, just, there's some things up ahead. I better make a turn. I, may, I better make a course adjustment here. And, you know, last week we all experienced this you know, we averted, actually, a real serious and kind of scary situation, you know. And, and for some of us, you know, we remember the last hurricane that, that hit Hawaii, you know, uh, in um, September. It was September 11th, right, on, in 1992 in a Hurricane Iniki. And, you know, the thought of that, and, and, and for, for most of us here on Oahu, it was just remembering this, the, the scariness we felt. You're on Kauai was a whole different thing. You know, and you experience um, the destruction of a hurricane. And, and, it, and, and you know, when, when that happens, you know, it just, and when you remember, it brings up fear, you know. And, and the truth is, we're, we're all afraid of something. 
You know, there are things that we're afraid of. And, and the question is, how do you respond to that fear? You know, how did you respond um, this past week knowing that a hurricane was coming our way? You know, did you, you know, prepare and you get plywood and did you, like, start, you know, boarding up windows and stuff? Or did you just, you know, run around at the beach and say, ah, oh, guy, hoggy lie, you know, blah, 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 and all this kind of thing, and, you know, it's just whatever's, you know, and, hey, I get a day off, don't need to go to school or whatever, you know? Um, it was how you responded to that emergency, um, it kind of determined your destination, how prepared and how ready you would be. And the truth is, fear is, is really a major motivation in our lives, right? It, it, it's, a, it's a major motivation in the direction in which we take in life. You know, in psych, Psychology Today, there was an article, and it says that there are many things that motivate us, but the most powerful motivator of all is fear. Fear is a primal instinct that served us as cave dwellers in today. It keeps us alive uh, because if we survive a bad experience, we never forget how to avoid it in the future. Maybe. Nothing makes us more uncomfortable than fear. And we have so many fear of pain, disease, injury, failure, um, not being accepted, missing an opportunity, being scammed, to name a few. And and it's true, you know, fear motivates us in all kinds of ways, right? We get a, we get a junky blood test, you know? All of a sudden, you know, fear comes in and we begin, it motivates us to change our diet, right? Or um, the fear of, of, of getting terminated um, motivates you to get to work on time, Right? Or the fear of getting an F on a test, it motivates us to pray, right? As if that's really going to help. You know, didn't study, right? You, your you know, direction determines your destination. But, but you see, fear motivates us a lot. And this morning, what I wanted to do really quick was, was look at how having the right fear, having good fear, uh, is vital in finding and staying on the right path in life, you know, and because the Bible instructs us that fearing the wrong things will kind of lead us astray, right? A couple examples, Proverbs 29, 25, the fear of man brings a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. If you go around just afraid and fearful of what people will think, you know, what will people think of me and all this, and you just fear the... Um, you know, what other people think of you, what the Bible is saying is, is that's a snare. And if you've lived long enough, and if you've allowed that to motivate you, the fear of what others and fear of man and what others will think, you begin to see that it really is a snare, you know. Or it goes on in, um, in, Matthew, 20, in Matthew 6, 25. You know, Jesus says this, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry or do not be afraid about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body or what you will wear, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? And it says, if we begin to fear and just worry, like, oh, no, we're going to have enough to eat, you know, worry about this, you know, so it's like, you're going to get all worried, you're going to be all stressed. And, 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 and what Jesus is saying, and he goes on after this, he said, there's just something so much more important 
than fearing about those things. And the Bible tells us, and especially in the book of Proverbs, there's a phrase that is used over 20 times just in the book of Proverbs that, um, that talks about a fear that is good and a fear that is vital and a fear that's so important to us. And it's, it, it comes in a phrase that is used a lot in Proverbs. It's called the fear of the Lord. It's the fear of the Lord. And, and it's not just, you know, it's, it's not talked about much today, fearing God. But it's really, really important. And so I just wanted to encourage you over the next few minutes about how important it is to really fear the Lord. That that is a really good kind of fear, right? So if you've got your bulletins, you know, there's notes you can follow along. But the first thing is, is, you know, what does the fear of the Lord actually mean? You know, what does it mean to fear the Lord? And, and so often, and if you go to seminary and, and, and you know, you just... You know, you just ask people, been Christians a while, um, the common answer is that the fear of the Lord is, is having a reverence or a deep respect or awe of God. You know, they're having this really deep respect for God. And that is very true. That is, that is true. That is exactly what it is, is having this deep respect and awe for who God is. But it's so much more than that. You know, it's so much more than that. You know, most of us, we have a fear of what others think, right? Um, uh, and how they're going to judge the things we do. And if, and if we knew that all of our secret thoughts, you know, right now, all our secret thoughts, our words and our actions would, would be displayed publicly, it would make a profound difference in the way we live, Right? If you knew the things that you're thinking, like, oh, man, Mark, you're so boring, you know? But if that was, like, loud and clear, and it was, like, this big, you know, like those cartoon bubbles on top of your head, Mark, you're so boring, you know, you would be like, oh, no, right? I don't, that would never happen in here, though. But, but you see, if that was the case, it would change the way we live. You know, most of us, hopefully, grew up with a fear of what our parents would do if, you know, if we did or said something that was wrong, right? That when faced with a questionable situation, if we were smart, that um, our fear of what our parents would do to us would lead us to make the right decision, right? You're at the basketball court, you know, and mom says, you better be home by 8 o'clock, right? And it's like 7.50, and your team is on the roll, right? And you're like, man, you're looking. Ah. And you, what should I do? And you're thinking, no, but if I don't go home at 8 o'clock, I'm going to catch it. So you go home, right? We do those things. And, and it would lead us to making the right decision. And if that wasn't working out too well, our parents had a secret weapon, right? What was our parents' secret weapon? All wrapped up in the song, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, right? When you, when you hear that song, you know, parents love this song. They're all, we are, you know, I love this song. I wanted my kids to know this song when they were little, right? Santa Claus is coming to town. Don't shout. Don't cry. Don't pout because Santa Claus is coming. And you better be good because he knows when you're sleeping. Yeah, he knows when you're awake. 
He knows that you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake, right? And we're like, oh no, that's Santa Claus. You know, I don't want charcoal in my stocking. Right? So you got to be good. Well, think about it. If we had this much concern over what others think of us in our action, how much more should we be concerned about, about God's evaluation of our thoughts, our words, our actions, and attitudes and motives? You know? If we're so, if we're this concerned about what people think, how much more concerned we should be about how God sees us? Because the truth is that there's going to come a time that we're all going to stand before God and give an account of our lives. And that he's fully aware, whether we think so he, or not, he's fully aware of everything we do and think, and that's our attitude, and he knows everything about us. And that the fear of the Lord really is an awareness. It's an awareness. It really is an awareness of these truths, that it can be defined as a continual awareness of, of that, that you are in the presence of a holy a just and almighty God, and that every motive we have, every thought, every word, every action is open before him. And that one day, we're going to give an account to God for all the things that we have done and thought and said in our lives. That, that that's what the fear of the Lord is. That it's more than just having this deep respect. That out of our deep respect and awe of God should come this awareness that my life is an open book before God. Now, God is a loving God. He's not this God who's like, oh, look at Mark. He's just messing up again. Just wait. I'm gonna... No, he's not that. He's not Santa Claus. You better... No. He's a loving God who loves and wants the best for us. He gave us his word. He gave us his son to die for us. He gave us his word to guide us because he wants us so badly to be on the right path. Why? Because somehow it'll make him look good? No, because he loves us. Man, he grieves when I mess up. And and when I think, and it's like, it's like communion. When I think that my sin caused God to be separated from his son, that my sin caused God to turn his back on his son because my sin was on Jesus. And for the first time in all eternity, God the Father and God the Son were separated. It's like, oh. And when I think about that, and when it really begins to affect my life, that's what the fear of the Lord is all about. See? It's a respect and an awe and a love for God that goes beyond just this. But it begins, and it has the power and the potential 
to just change our lives. I'm so grateful that we don't fear there's this mean God and like, oh, there's Mark, messed up again. When that column is filled up, angels, let me know, and then we're going to have to just do something. We're going to have to punish Mark. No. Because he sent Jesus to die. Why is fearing God so important? Proverbs 1.7 says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And the reason why the fear of the Lord is so, 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 so important is because when you begin to be aware of who God is, you know, that, that, that God Almighty in all his holiness and righteousness and justice, that my life is open before him. But the Bible is saying that's the beginning of real knowledge. Because fools say, God. Wisdom, nah, I just do what I want to do. See? And it's so important because fearing God will, when we begin to live with the awareness of who God is and that he's, in, he's a God to be feared, it puts us in the right position. That all the things that we want to experience to have a life that is worth something, it starts right there. And the truth is that there are some personal benefits for fearing the Lord. You see, God is not this mean God, but it's for our good. And there's some real benefits if we begin to fear the Lord and fear God for who he is. Look at some of these benefits. That's got a few. Proverbs 3, 7, and 8 says that it brings healing and refreshment, that we experience healing and refreshment Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. What will happen? Then what? You will have healing for your bodies and strength for your bones. And the fear of the Lord brings healing and refreshment. Proverbs 9 verse 10 says, another benefit of fearing the Lord is you begin to, to have wisdom and good judgment. Wisdom and good judgment. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. And that when when we fear God, we begin to have the wisdom and the knowledge to make good decisions. See, that's such a benefit for us. Another benefit, one that I like, is long life. Long life. Proverbs 10.27 Fear of the Lord lengthens one life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. See, because fearing the Lord helps you avoid situations, circumstances, making bad decisions that can be life-threatening. And man, I can think of quite a few times when I ignored God and got into some pretty crazy situations. In fact, some of them, To this day, I can't imagine how I kind of survived that, and it was only by the grace of God, you know. When I was flying in the air, 25 feet in the air, and I saw the tops of all these banana trees kind of hugging my friend by choice, not because I wanted to, I thought we were going to die, you know, because we made 
a dumb decision that this nylon rope connected to a tree, a branch of a tree on a cliff on a hill could hold the two of us and that if we could go out this far with one, with more weight, we could really go out. And really, we went really out. So much so that the thing snapped and there we was, flying in the air. And uh, we landed on top of a banana tree. And the, you know, the weight of our bodies was on the banana tree. And the banana tree fell down and we had a nice soft landing. You know? And I can't imagine when my kids were in fifth and sixth grade that I would allow them to do such a thing. I don't know how we survived. You know. But the fear of the Lord lengthens one's life. Another thing is that, kind of related, we have confidence and safety. Proverbs 14:26. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence, and his children will have a refuge. And parents, any of you worried about your kids? Any of you worried about your kids climbing a hill and, and taking a nylon rope out? You know? The fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence, and your children will have a refuge. There's confidence and safety. God will be there. When you'll be motivated to stay on the right path, and God is right there. Not only that, there's contentment. When you begin to fear the Lord, there's contentment. Proverbs 15, 16 Better to have a little with fear of the Lord than to have great treasure and inner turmoil. You know, I remember when we got married, when I got married, you know, and made the highest priority to place God in the center of our marriage, trust Him for everything, fear Him above all, serve Him with all our hearts. We enjoyed a real sense of contentment. And I remember our income was less than $1,000 a month. And we had very little. And now some of you are going to say, well, back in the olden days, $1,000. No, it's t- you know, it was a little bit now. It was a little bit then. And we had little. you know, And, and yet, I would say we were so rich. You know, there was a contentment. And there is. And you know, I wouldn't trade that for the world. You know, I wouldn't trade that for the world. You know? Because the truth is, better to have a little with the fear of the Lord, than to have great treasure and inner turmoil. Another benefit is the strength to turn away from evil. I'm weak, you know. It's, I, I'm weak. The fear of the Lord gives me strength to turn away from evil. In Proverbs 16, verse 6, it says, Unfailing love and faithfulness makes atonement for sin. By fearing the Lord, people avoid evil. You know, that when you fear the Lord... You are strengthened to make the right decisions. There are times you're like, man, I want to, with all my heart, with all my evil heart, I want to. But then I think, man, God is just not going to be happy with me. You know? And God's not going to be happy with me. And then my wife has a really great connection with God. She hears God. God's going to tell her, and I'm going to catch it. So I better not do nothing. And I don't do what I wanted to do. You know? 
and he gives me the strength to turn away from evil. Last thing, you know, it's a lot, but there's another one. You get security and protection. Proverbs 19.23, the fear of the Lord leads to a life bringing security and protection from harm. And as crazy as that sounds, it's absolutely true. My wife is someone who, you know, I know fears the Lord. And, and after making all the necessary precautions and preparations for the hurricane, she just rested in the security and the protection of the Lord. She said, Mark, we've got to prepare. I said, I have prepared. I said, she said, do we have enough food? We got plenty. She goes, nope. She went and bought some more. She said, we got buckets. I said, we got buckets. She goes, nope, we need more. We're supposed to have, I don't know what it was, 50 gallons a day per person or whatever. So, so in our bathroom today, there's like six buckets filled with water in there. She prepared. You know, I prepared a little, but I had a lot more stress. She prepared a lot. She had very little, if any, stress because the fear of the Lord brings security and protection. See? So the question is, and I want to leave you with this how do we practically fear the Lord? How do you fear the Lord? It's simple, but it's not easy. You start by, you got to humble yourself before Almighty God. You just humble yourself. Proverbs 11.2, pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. You just humble yourself. You say, God, I'm going to trust you with everything. I don't know as much as I think I know. So you know what? I'm going to trust you. You humble yourself, and then you trust him and obey his word. You trust him. You say, God, you've given me instruction. I'm going to obey what you say. Whether I feel like it or not, I'm going to. Proverbs 20, 26. Those who trust in themselves are what? Fools. Those who trust in themselves are fools. But those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. And then the verse, you know, Max looked at a few weeks ago. You know, trust in Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. You just trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, don't lean on your own understanding. You know. Acknowledge and seek him for everything, and he's going to make your path straight. And that's the choice we have, that, that we can choose to trust ourselves. We can choose to fear what other people are going to think. But, but there's a good kind of fear, and it's fearing, fearing God for who he is. Because the benefits of that are just so great for us. And what it requires of us is just to humble ourselves and to trust God for who he is. You know, and just to begin to obey. See, the Holy Spirit, let him speak to you right now. Because he's saying to us that fearing God is really the most important. Because in Proverbs 9, verse 10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. If you want wisdom, it's the fear of the Lord that's the foundation. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. God wants you to walk on a great path. He wants you to exercise 
good judgment. He wants you to make great decisions. Where does it start? It starts with fearing God for who he is. And that means we humble ourselves and we trust him and we obey his word. What I want to encourage you this week is begin to practice that. Maybe tomorrow you just join me. Tomorrow, September 3rd. Just read Proverbs chapter 3. Tuesday, read Proverbs chapter 4. Every day, whatever day it is, read that proverb. And then you just humble yourself before God. Just humble yourself, you know, and make that decision. Today, God, I choose to fear you. That's what I choose to do. You know, get into the Proverbs. Humble yourself. Pray and ask the Holy Spirit for the wisdom and just the grace so you can begin to fear God for who he is. And then the last thing, you know what? Come back next week. Come back next week. Let's join together and allow God to just teach us more from his word and this amazing book called Proverbs. Right? Why don't you stand with me? Let's pray. I think what God is was saying to all of us today is that he loves us. That the fear of God isn't so that we're afraid. But fear of God is knowing who God is and adjusting our lives accordingly. And that God really and truly wants our very best. And he has the best path for us to walk on. In fact, in in Ephesians chapter 2, he says that each one of us, that we're God's masterpiece, that you're God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus for all these good works. In other words, we're created in Christ Jesus to walk a path of significance and of purpose and of goodness. And what he's saying is that we are his masterpieces. In all of creation, you are his masterpiece. That you're creating Christ Jesus to walk in these good works, to walk in the path that he, he laid out for you even before you were born. That's how much you matter to God. You're not an accident. You, you, didn't just, you, know, you weren't just born and here I am. That you were created and designed by God for greatness and the fear of the Lord that's where that starts and so let's pray and for some of you who say God I've never feared you because I never knew you and it might be like it's time and maybe today it's just God, you sent Jesus to die for me I, I ate that piece of bread I drank that, that cup I get it now That was your body broken for me. That was your blood that was shed for me. For me. Because you loved me that much. And I was heading down a wrong path. And you say, come on back. I got a path for you. And if you're there, make that decision. We're going to pray right now along those lines. Some of you are like, man, I was just far from God. I know who God is. But maybe it's time to come back. But let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love, your goodness, your grace.
We thank you for giving us your son to come and die for us. And for some of us here, you brought us here for a reason, a purpose today. Because you wanted us. You wanted us to make that step of faith. To say, Jesus, I get it. That you died for me. You died. You became and you came to be my Savior. And I understand and I, I believe and I grab hold of that. And not only if you become my Savior, you want to show me the way to go. And so I today say yes to you, Jesus. You're my Savior. And yes, Jesus, you're my King. And I am going to follow you. And Father, we pray. We pray that and we pray. Open our eyes and our hearts to fear you. That we would experience the life that you've called us to live. In Jesus' name, amen.